This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, we have a request. If you are genuinely enjoying what we do here on the Internet Marketing Podcast, then please leave us a review on iTunes or your podcast app because it really helps us to grow the podcast and ensures that we bring you great marketing tips and advice each week. Today, I'm joined by Sajad Ganizada, product leader, marketer, and mentor at Kabul Founders Institute. Sajad, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm very, very well. And you're in um, sunny Washington, US on the East Coast, aren't you? Absolutely. I wish I could say it was sunny. We're actually uh, freezing out here. Oh, are you? Is it quite cold? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, of course, you're in the Northern Hemisphere, so <laughs> and it's winter at the moment, so it's probably going to be quite cold, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. It always uh, tends to be very cold out here. Right. Now, let's start off. Uh, you tell us a little bit about yourself and your what you do there at uh, Cabell Founders Institute. Sure, sure. Well, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I initially started out working at the um, United States Homeland uh, Security in uh, com- in the computer security field. Wow. Um, from there, I launched uh, my first company after I left the government, um, and then moved over to San Francisco, where I worked uh, on a few startups. And uh, now I uh, help out and mentor at the Founders Institute and a few other organizations. And then occasionally I write online as well. Wow. Now, today we're going to be talking about selling your apps on Facebook. And I just wanted to start off, um, Sajad, with just sort of zooming out a bit, if if that's the correct term, negatively zooming out, and talking about generally uh, the demographics and why um, sort of Facebook ad demographic targeting can be expensive. Sure. And, uh, you know, just to give our listeners a a bit more context, one of the ways that uh, Facebook serves ads to individuals is that when you're creating your ads, you get uh, the ability to choose demographic information. And there are a wide variety of things that you can choose from uh, gender, location, uh, household information, incomes, um, and many other options. And uh, one of the one of the ways that people initially get started with Facebook ads is when they are creating their ads, they quickly go through those and they select demographic information based off of maybe a user persona that they've developed hmm. or how they imagine their users are. So they they all you marketers tend to always have this very targeted view of their target users, and uh, one of the things that they'll quickly realize that they can validate through Facebook ads is that their impression of their users and who their users, who they think their users are, rather, mm. uh, often tends to be very incorrect. Yeah. And, uh, and you'll definitely learn that when you're using demographic targeting in Facebook because what will end up happening is that once you launch your ad, you, the people that these ads will be served to will not interact with your ads. So you will have a, uh, what's called a relevancy score in Facebook. It'll be very low. meaning users are not interacting with your ads or they're interacting negatively. They are blocking the ads or they're hiding them or they're leaving negative comments. And uh, you'll realize quickly that the cost of serving those ads to those individuals will start to kind of climb and uh, kind of spin out of control. And that's why demographic targeting tends to um, be probably what I think is the, the worst way to go. Especially yeah. if you, you know, if you're running a startup, if you are just launching a mobile app and you don't have the multi-million dollar, multi-billion dollar budgets 
that some of these larger uh, organizations have when they are running at. Yeah. Now, I know that you're, you're, you're quite uh, positive. You're more positive about sort of Facebook custom audiences, aren't you? Us- using that to sort of target users. Tell us how that works. So one of the reasons that I'm very confident about using Facebook custom audiences is because I've had the ability in previous ventures to try it uh, multiple different ways. So I've gotten the chance to explore every different way um, of running ads on Facebook. What I've found is that when I'm running Facebook custom audiences, if I create the right audience group and target my ads to them, the ad costs will actually what I've been able to do is I've been able to drive the ad costs lower than uh, market averages. Mm. So uh, one of the ways that you do this is as a marketer, you often have a lot of landing pages and a lot of different properties online where you are serving uh, content, targeting your target user so that you can generate leads through that content and collect the email addresses and get in touch with these individuals. All you have to do is export out the email addresses of the individuals that you want to target or that you want to pull demographic information from. Mm. Throw those emails into a Facebook custom audience. And what that will do is Facebook will match those email addresses to Facebook accounts. One thing to keep in mind with this, of course, is that not every email address is going to associate with a uh, Facebook account. So you really want to make sure that your custom audience size is at the very minimum between 500 to 1,000 users. And often I like to kind of aim a little higher than that. So I like to create an audience size of a few thousand. Yeah. And once you do that, you can create uh, what's called a lookalike audience. So you just click on that custom audience, select create a lookalike audience and create the smallest uh, percentage lookalike audience that you can. Often that's 1% of Facebook's overall uh, audience. So that lookalike audience will be an audience of about 1 to 3 million users and then serve your ads to them. And when you do that, you'll realize that because Facebook pulled demographic information from individuals who have already expressed interest in your content by opting into your email list, mm. these uh, ads will definitely target the right people. It'll target the the types of people who would have been interested in your content anyway. And uh, from there, you can kind of redefine your uh, user personas and and target your users better and actually get those low-cost app installs that you are aiming for. I'm quite interested, actually, Sajad. Uh, What's your experience of people's knowledge of custom audiences in Facebook? Is it it quite well known or do people, a lot of people just not know about it? I find that a lot of people don't really know about it. The um, Unless you are into mobile app marketing, which is a very competitive space, mm. uh, you tend to not use custom audiences as, as much, even though I find that uh, any piece of marketing that discusses uh, Facebook ads always talks about custom audiences. But the you know it's, it's a hard thing to trust because if I am uploading an, e, an email list of, you know, 2,000 of my users, yeah. it's it's really hard for me to, and, you know, marketers are very skeptical. We're very skeptical people. It, it's hard to believe that, you know, based off of this list of email addresses that I'm throwing in, Facebook is going to um, honestly build an audience of one to two million people um, that are going to uh, be a good target 
for my ads. Because of course, one of the things to keep in mind is that the the more Facebook is the more people Facebook is serving your ads to, and the longer you are keeping that going, mm. um, the more money they're going to make uh, from you as an advertiser. But of course, they are incentivized to make sure that you target the right people yeah. to make sure that, rather that they target the right people. Because if your ads are being served and you're getting installs and things are working out well for you, you're going to continue to pour money into Facebook as a platform. Yeah. And just zooming in a little bit more onto specifically uh, marketing, you know, your app, if you created an app using Facebook, we have this uh, CPI, which we often think of as standing for cost per impression, but here it's cost per install. And I know that um, it's good to try and get that as low as possible, isn't it? How do you do that? Yeah. So um, interestingly, when we talk about uh, cost per impression, cost per install, Facebook refers to cost per impression as a CPM. That actually took me a, a little while to uh, yes. to wrap my head around. A subtle little difference. But, uh, you know, <laughs> marketer uh, acronyms are very interesting. Yeah. But um, one of the things that, that you realize as a marketer quickly when you start learning about costs of average app installs is when you're looking at different um, uh, types of markets where uh, app install ads are served, the average cost in industry research reports tends to be anywhere from 8 to $10 per app install or just a little bit lower mm. than that. Um, but that's an, that's an overall industry average. You can certainly do a lot better than that if you know how to use the ad platform. The best approach that I like to take to get uh, low cost per install mobile uh, app installs is I like to uh, go ahead and target individuals um, within a lookalike audience Again, that's built off of a custom audience with my ad. Make sure that those ads are each ad is in a separate ad group so that I can test the ad and see which ones are getting lower installs than the rest. And then uh, kind of optimize it from there. And, and there are a couple things that uh, a couple indicators that you want to look at uh, when you're running these ads. So initially, when you run your ads, they, the cost per install is going to be pretty high. Yeah, you have to let that run for a little bit just to uh, just to see if it averages out and lowers. You look at your CPM, so you actually do look at your cost per one thousand impressions. Yes, and then you check your conversion rate. So depending on your conversion rates, you can kind of tell whether you know it's it's bad targeting, um, or if you can just optimize your ads and get those lower. So. What I look for is I want to make sure I have a low CPM, so a low cost per 1,000 impressions, and then a high click-through rate, so people are actually clicking and interacting with my ad. And then more important than both of these is a really high relevancy score. Um, And the way Facebook determines relevancy score, it's scaled from 1 to 10. Uh, The lower that number is, the more expensive your installs are going to be. Um, when I run ads, uh, I like to make sure that all of my ads have a relevancy score of 10. I really don't go any lower than that. If it has a relevancy score of nine or lower, yeah. um, I find that the cost of my ads kind of starts to rise exponentially. So if you had one top tip or a key takeaway for our audience today, Stad, what would it be? A lot of times as marketers, you're always told to experiment with different platforms and experiment with multiple platforms to determine what works best for you. I find that if you 
have a low budget. And if you need to uh, increase your installs right away and kind of get the ball rolling, stick to Facebook and definitely use uh, lookalike audiences that are built off of custom audiences to target these individuals. Um, your money is always well spent on that platform because I find that they have the best targeting. And then once you, you know, once you have the budget to explore other platforms, you can start to split your budget and explore things like Google AdWords, uh, Google Universal App Campaigns, um, uh, Reddit Quora, and other platforms. Well, so Jad, thanks so much for joining us today. How can our listeners find out more about you? There are two ways that uh, I can be reached out. You can check out my website at uh, www.sajad.co, that's S-A-J-A-D. Um, or you can email me, and I'd love to answer email, at me at S-A-J-A-D.co. I love nice short emails. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everyone. The show notes are on the usual place, scientivisibility.com slash podcast. Um, if you're enjoying the show, please leave a review, like I mentioned at the beginning. Um, we're always open to suggestions, both for future topics and possible questions. Uh, email is podcast at sitevisibility.com. You can tweet us at sitevisibility. And also remember, we have a site visibility group on LinkedIn. So that's all from me, Andy, and it's all from Sajad. Goodbye, everyone. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. Internet Marketing.